If you're a veteran or military spouse of an early stage startup or small business and feel like you're making it up as you go, then you've come to the right place. Welcome to The Transition, where we demystify the entrepreneurial experience for veterans and military spouses who have already made or are looking to make the transition from the military into entrepreneurship. My name is CJ, audio engineer and co-producer of The Transition, and on today's episode, Iron Mike talks about mental health. Mike reflects on recent events in his life, how they impacted him, and what the reality of managing mental health looks like for many of us. Before we jump into the show, be sure to subscribe to the Transition newsletter at the link in the show notes. If there's a topic you'd like us to cover either on the show or in a newsletter, reach out to Mike at mike.stedman at bunkerlabs.org or message him directly on LinkedIn at ironmikestedman. Additionally, be sure to check out Mike's book, Black Veteran Entrepreneur, Validate Your Business Model, Build Your Brand, and Step Into Greatness, available on Amazon at the link in the show notes. This episode of The Transition is brought to you by MetLife Foundation and their commitment to supporting veteran and military spouse entrepreneurs. In addition, the foundation also provides mentorship and financial health resources to veterans and military spouses as they transition into the workforce. I hope you enjoyed today's show and that it accelerates you on your own entrepreneurial journey. What is going on, Bonker? Today, I want to talk about a topic I haven't covered nearly as much on this show, and that's mental health. And the reason I want to talk about it is because the last few weeks, I've been having my own mental health challenges, and I want you all to know that if you are dealing with them, you're not alone. This route we've chosen to take in our lives, pursuing entrepreneurship, is no joke. It is a grind, and you got to be on your game. When you're not on your game, you can feel terrible, right? And I figured that if I share my story, maybe it can be an inspiration for some of you out there that are going through your own, and you don't feel like there's nothing wrong with you. That's what I want you to know. I don't want you to feel like there's anything wrong with you. So let me set context for this. When I approached Bunker Labs in the summer of 2020 about producing the Transition Podcast, I was adamant from the very beginning that I wanted to change the narrative around veterans. Because when I transitioned out of the military, I was looking to go to events. Every event I went to dealt with PTSD, homelessness, suicide. And after a while, it just feels like it was sucking the air out of the room. It was not positive energy I wanted to be around. And then I discovered, you know, Bunker Labs and Stanford Ignite and this veteran entrepreneurial ecosystem, military spouse ecosystem. And I was like, I really like this, you know, because it felt like it was giving me, I don't know, just, just different energy, right? I felt like this was a lot more positive energy. And I felt like a lot of events I would go to our veterans just felt more negative energy. And so creating this platform, I wanted to share inspirational stories from other veteran entrepreneurs and military spouses in our ecosystem, you know, recognizing that, hey, you know, the veteran community is prone to the things I talked about before. It just is what it is. But we also have so much more to us than that. And so that's kind of why the show is the way it is, right? That's why I don't always talk about these things on, you know, every episode of the podcast, et cetera. But a few weeks ago, something happened. Well, a couple of things happened. Number one, I lost a friend of mine in New York City who died tragically and suddenly. And then the following week, 
a friend of mine committed suicide. And I found out he committed suicide while I was live on air, on office hours, sorry. And I was already fragile from the first death. And the second death and the way it happened, it just, quite frankly, wrecked me. And I just, I had to get off live, jumped off live suddenly. And I just had to kind of like take the day off. I had to take a knee, right? And let my team know, let my business partners know, all good. But then the next day, I woke up and I didn't feel any better. The next day, same thing. And things that are easy for me, like responding to team members, sending an email, responding to an email, you know, recording a podcast, the most basic things that I've been doing nonstop, literally for the last few years, felt impossible. Like, it was so hard to do. And that's when I realized I, I think I'm having a mental health issue. Because this is more than just not responding to an email and not getting a podcast out. You know, there's something deeper here. And I was in a haze for about a week and a half before I recognized it for what it is. and. One of the things that helped me with it and, and be vulnerable about it and recognize what it is, is, you know, whenever I do a coaching call with a client or whenever me and my team meet at Ironbound Media, I always say the, ask the two questions. Number one, how are you coming into today's call? And number two, what are you grateful for? And I was on with my team and I did not want to be on camera. I did not want to be on Zoom, right? But, you know, we've got this little, we do this. We've been doing it for like a year now at this point. And <laughs> it gets to me and I'm like, I feel like a five. And I should have been honest and I've been like, I felt like a two. But for me to jump on with my team and admit that I felt like a five, I knew that like, there's something wrong with me. and. I realized that like, I was having a mental health challenge, significant mental health challenge. And what it was was, you know, losing those two friends back to back, it triggered an existential crisis in me because, you know, I've always been a striver, right? I was in high school, couldn't wait to get to the Naval Academy. When I was in the Naval Academy, couldn't wait to graduate, serve in the Marines. When I was in the Marines, couldn't wait to finish my time, start my boxing gym. Right? So just constantly moving this goalpost, moving this goalpost. But when you start to deal with the death of, when you start to deal with death in general, you know, it had me start to think, well, what if this is it? You know, is today enough? If there is no tomorrow, am I content with how I live my life today? And right now, it's been a grind. Right? Just running a business is a grind. You're in the blocking and tackling of the day-to-day, -day, right? You know? And you look around, and you're just like, man, I, I don't got a mansion yet, you know? I'm not traveling the world. I'm not producing all these books like I planned. 
There's a bunch of stuff that I haven't gotten done. And it made me sad to think that, what if this is it? What if it, those things don't get done? You know? And so I was in my head a little bit, like, and it just threw me off the game. Because instead of moving and doing like I had been, I just sat around in isolation thinking about all the things I hadn't done and why I hadn't done them. And, you know, just spiral of just like very, very um, negative like negative thoughts. And the thing that I knew why, like the, the real reason I knew it was a mental health issue is because I was, you know, I call myself Iron Mike, right? And the name Iron Mike, obviously it's a little head nod to Iron Tyson, Mike Tyson. But I just called myself Iron Mike because during the pandemic, when my gym was shut down, I had no, no, no money coming in. I was like, yo, I got to get back up off the canvas, right? You know, I just start calling myself Iron Mike and everybody start calling me. And I feel like it, to me, it just represents strength, right? Even my brand, Ironbound, right? What does it mean? You know, it means to be strong, you know? And I wasn't feeling strong. That's what was bothering me. And it's like when I'm not feeling strong, oh, man, everything is hard in life. It just feels hard. And I was like, man, I got to get out of this. I got to shake this off. I got to shake this off. So what did I do? I let my team know, right? I got a virtual assistant. I let her know. I let my girlfriend know um, that, hey, I, I feel like I'm just kind of off right now. There's, there's something wrong. And it was very therapeutic to not carry it myself, you know, because trying to carry it myself was just not working. And I had to get vulnerable. And I do not like getting vulnerable. Like, y'all think I'm extrovert? You know, you see me out here shaking hands, kissing babies, creating content, you know? But crying in front of other people? Not my jam at all, right? And the reason it's not my jam is because you got to understand the, the personalities I bring into this world. Boxer, Marine infantry officer, combat veteran, and entrepreneur, all right? and when you think about the characteristics of those three things, especially the first two, all you think about is, I would assume, is like a toughness. Tough, you know, strong, right? And, you know, boxers and infantry officers shouldn't be crying, right? At least these are things you tell yourself or crying in front of somebody else. So I had to let my guard down and be vulnerable. And... It was, I don't know, it was super uncomfortable, to be quite frank, but was necessary because, you know, you, I couldn't be stuck in this place. Like, I was not feeling Iron Mike at all, and that's not a good place to be in, and I needed, you know, I need to let somebody know. And the other aspect of it is I'm a leader, right? I've got teams I'm responsible for, you know, the Ironbound Media team. You know, my boxing team, and then also, you know, my coaching partners. So having that, being vulnerable and letting somebody know. And so I, that I'm, I'm very glad I did. And so then I can start like, you know, somebody knows, hey, did, Mike, you're carrying this around. You know, you've lost two friends back to back. You're not yourself. You're not feeling, you know, you're not, stuff is starting to feel hard right now. You're probably having a little mental health challenges. It's okay. 
You know, you're going to be good. But just being able to let somebody know is the first thing. And I'm like a lot of you all out there, by the way. Like, I live in Newark, New Jersey. I live in the heart of downtown Newark. So the isolation can get real at times. But, I, you know, when I'm feeling strong, I love it. Right? I love having my little stoic spot, my books around, et cetera, et cetera. But <laughs> in the last few weeks, that isolation felt suffocating. Right? That's why, you know, I had to let somebody know. Because usually when I'm on, boom, no problem. But... When I'm feeling off right now, like the way I was feeling, I was just feeling very isolated, which isn't good, right? So, you know, let somebody know. The, the other thing that really helped me, too, was, was watching, you know, I, I was watching a clip from Rocky Three. I love viewing the world through the lens of boxing. I'm always, you know, using boxing quotes or referencing things. You know, I tell people that. Being an entrepreneur is like walking around with a bloody nose 99% of the time. You know, I tell people that I'm like Muhammad Ali, jaw been broke, been knocked down. But that's why I speak from such a place of conviction when I talk about the topics I cover on this show because I've experienced it. I am experiencing it. I'm coming from a place of like lived experience, not just pure theory. Okay. So I always use those kind of references. And so I'm watching Rocky Three, and in the clip, right? Rocky is training with his arch nemesis, right? Apollo Creed, after Rocky had gotten knocked out by the new heavyweight champ, Clubber Lang, right? And Rocky's got all these bad memories from their first fight to where when he's training and sparring with Creed, he's having flashbacks, right? So in the scene, Creed is working with Rocky, throwing some jabs at him, right? And Rocky's like doing a very lackluster job of like blocking him and fighting back. And then at a certain point, Rocky says, no, Creed says, like, what, what, what the hell is the matter with you, man? And Rocky goes, no, tomorrow, tomorrow, let's work on it tomorrow. And then Creed's like, this guy will knock you on your ass. He's like, there is no tomorrow. There is no tomorrow. There is no tomorrow. And that scene hit me like a punch in the face, right? Because when he says, you know, this guy will knock you on your ass. He's really saying life, <laughs> you know, because that's what movies do, right? They really speak to us, you know. There's, there's so many meanings behind these films, right? You think he's talking to Rocky, but he's really talking to us. So he says, man, you know, life will knock you on your ass, basically. And when you try to say, well, I'll, I'll work on it tomorrow, tomorrow, there is no tomorrow, man. You know, we keep putting stuff off. Right? Like we're going to have opportunity in the future. And in the ideal world, we do. But reality is, we may not. And if we don't, what are you doing today? What am I doing today? And I realized I hadn't been doing enough today. I was worried about things in the future that I had no control over anyway, or at least it felt like I had no control over. You know, instead of taking the actions that I needed to today and every day thus forward and that was real insightful for me man and i think i i even posted it on my like linkedin i just pulled the clip it's like there is no tomorrow it's just powerful it's just powerful you know i also like to think about like you know just kind of being accepting that this couldn't be this is it you know this is a blessing what we have to be able to do as entrepreneurs 
There's so many people that go to work every day, hating their life, hating their jobs. And they dream about what we get to do. Right? They dream about creating their own website and having their own business and growing it into a full time. Or they dream about starting that venture and going out and raising capital, et cetera, et cetera, and scaling it up. And you're doing it. We're doing it. And it ain't all sunshine and rainbows, man. It's brutal. Some of us are beat the hell up because we've been doing it so damn long. But at the end of the day, it is, it is a blessing, you know? And sometimes we need objectivity. I need objectivity. Friends, loved ones to remind me. Because contrary to popular opinion, writing a book, doing all these things, I don't necessarily always feel that successful. Right? I have to like coach myself and remind me that like I am enough, that I am like, you know, when you're younger, you think that's arrogance, right? Talking positive to yourself, right? But if you don't do it, man, you, you can end up in a dark place real quick. So I have to always catch myself and remind myself that like just because I may not feel successful now doesn't mean that I'm not. That's an internal feeling, right? And that, that could be a miss. That could just be pure wrong because you talk to people, people are like, what the hell are you talking about, man? Like, I can't wait to write a book or I can't wait to, you know, start my own business, whatever. And they really look up to you and you really have no idea. Right. Because, I mean, at least in my case, I'm just I just do things man. I'm out here getting after it. I do things that energize me. Um, I like building businesses and brands that create real impact. But I don't necessarily always have like you know, all the answers or when I'm head down, you know, I don't always do the best job of appreciating what me and my teams have been able to accomplish. But I do have people in my life that, you know, remind me to look up and celebrate the wins and, and whatnot. And, you know, but again, this last few weeks, it was really, really hard to do that. And I want to talk about this on this platform with you all today, because, you know, there's tons of content out there, y'all. Right. Like they're podcasts, books, workshops and stuff for days. And. I want you to know that what we're doing here at Bunker, what I'm doing here with this platform is to really sincerely mean is that, like, you're not going at it alone out there, even when it feels like it. You might be dealing with a mental health challenge like I was facing or I'm still kind of trying to battle myself through and it can make you feel like there's something wrong with you, but there's nothing wrong with you. Let me rephrase this. There may be something wrong, but we all go through it. That's what I mean. That just because you're dealing with challenges doesn't mean that there's something internally wrong with you, right? You are enough, right? Now get some help. Let people around you know so you don't have to go at it alone, but don't feel like you've got to keep this, you've got to fake the funk, you know, that there's something wrong with you because you're dealing with, with things and Mike doesn't deal with that or so-and-so doesn't. Yes, we do. <laughs> We're dealing with the same challenges, just in a different light. And I want you to know that. And I want to, like, you know, I come on here, I have people take off their armor, I'm taking off my armor. I've had some serious mental health challenges over this last month that I'm still coming out of the haze of. 
And I done been, again, and it's, it's the ir- irony of it to me, and maybe it's not irony, is the fact of like, didn't happen when I was, you know, in Afghanistan, getting shot at, or when I got back. Shit, maybe it did. I just didn't have the words to describe it, you know? But something about this month and this, this span of the last few weeks has been super, super, super challenging. And I think, too, to be honest with you, I think it has been building up. I'm being honest. Because I got this fellowship, big fellowship from the Fund for New Leadership, went out all over the internet, you know, national press release, et cetera. And I think it triggered a bit of an upper limit problem. Because, and what do I mean by upper limit? You know, in his book, The Big Leap, Gay Hendricks talks about like sometimes you will, actions will happen or thoughts will happen that will trigger a belief we have about ourselves right? That is negative. So I get this big influx of capital for my nonprofit, Ironbound Boxing. This is the largest amount of support we've ever been given, all right? Four or five years ago, receiving this funding, at the very beginning, I was full of piss and vinegar because I didn't know what I didn't know, right? I was naive. I didn't understand the realities of what it took to really grow, scale, run the day-to-day you know, of a nonprofit, right? Or a gym, et cetera, or a business in general. Now, five years later, I'm beat the hell up, y'all. Like, not in a, well, not in a bad way, just in a reality way. Like, I don't see anything through the same rosy-eyed, romanticized rainbow of entrepreneurship anymore. I know everything. I know stuff is hard, right? So just because somebody says, oh, you know, here's a bunch of funding, whatever, I know how hard it's going to be to get us to the next level with or without that funding, right? And the reason it triggered that existential crisis, and I think the reason the buildup was coming was because I still wonder, am I good enough? You know, like I still suffer from imposter syndrome, right? I thought I had built beat imposter syndrome during the pandemic when I called myself Iron Mike, you know, kept my nonprofit afloat, you know, with despite having the gym closed for a year and a half, you know, launched a new business from scratch with a laptop and a microphone. I thought I had beat imposter syndrome. Okay. But I haven't. And I know I haven't because when I got the funding from the Fund for New Leadership, I feel like an imposter, right? And so I was already kind of having that struggle in my mind. And then when I lost my buddy to the tragic accident and then the next one to the suicide, it was enough to, bam, put me over the line. So, man, we talked about mental health. Damn, imposter syndrome. There's a lot to unpack there. But here's what I'm going to tell you what I'm doing. I'm reading a book called A Founder's Guide to Getting Your Shit Together. Let me pull it up. Dr. Sherry Wallen. I have it. And I'm actually probably going to hire her, y'all. I'm looking. Hopefully, I'll be able to get her on the podcast. But I think I'm going to hire her. It's called The Entrepreneur's Guide to Keeping Your Shit Together. How to Run Your Business Without Letting It Run You by Dr. Shelly Wallen. And she has a podcast called Zen Founder. She is a clinical psychologist. You know, she has a real deep focus of 
um, mental health with entrepreneurs. And I want to reach out to her and I want to get her scheduled. I think I'm also going to start actually doing some counseling. This is something that I, I never really have been like the biggest fan of, to be quite frank. Because again, I'm the Marine. I'm the boxer. You know, like that's kind of how I see the laurel. But I realized that I might be holding myself back from that. So I'm going to invest in a little counseling and a lot more writing, too. I really do enjoy writing because it helps me articulate my thoughts. So and I apologize if this episode was a little bit of a ramble. I know I bounced back between a couple different things, but I just want you to know more than anything else that you're just not alone, that we all have our struggles. We all have our challenges. This journey we've chosen to go on, it's hard. It is brutal. Like I tell people, yo, being an entrepreneur is brutal. Now, there's a lot of positives about it, right? The wins are great. But when you feel low, it can be hard. It's just, it's just the ebbs and flow of it. That's just the reality of it. But that's what I'm going to do, man. I'm going to get some counseling. I'm going to read this book. I'm going to start putting some thoughts together around it. Continue sharing. And I hope that you feel comfortable doing the same, getting help and sharing because we need y'all out there winning. But if we're not right in the head, if you're not feeling yourself right, you know, let's, let's figure out what we got to do to make it better. Now, on a positive note, this whole episode is a positive note, to be honest. I am podcasting today from Peru. I'm on a vacation with my lovely girlfriend, Simone Gates. We're out here. We're going to hike up to Machu Picchu. It's going to be a great time. I'm really looking forward to that. So I'll be here off the grid for probably two weeks, kind of like work remote and enjoying the, the beautiful country. And again, by no means am I printing money just because I'm on vacation. But what I will tell you is I'm very, I don't know. I, I, you know, I try to live this creed of, you know, taking advantage of experiences. And I invested in this vacation you know, well ahead of time before everything kind of happened. But it's just my personality to get out. I want to go out and see the world. I want to travel more. I definitely want to figure out how to do that. And so I'm looking forward to to that. But I'm also going to make sure that I'm enjoying, you know, the hell out of today while I'm here in Peru. So I hope this episode inspires you. I hope this episode encourages you and makes you feel supported. I appreciate y'all. And I always say this, if there's a topic you want me to cover on the show, reach out to me directly. People are always surprised when I respond back on, you know, LinkedIn or Instagram. But like, this is your podcast. I just have the privilege of hosting. You know, we're all part of this tribe together. I get the privilege of being the voice. But if there's topics like this that you want me to cover on the show, reach out to me. I'd be happy to do it. So I appreciate y'all. Until next time, y'all have a great rest of your week.